the Senpai Kohai podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Support us on Patreon to gain fun perks like joining our anime club, Discord, and even join a list of credits at the end of the show. Join now at patreon.com slash senpai podcast. And now, let's talk anime. All right, and welcome everybody to another episode of the Senpai Kohai podcast. It's your boy Trey, and with me today is the Riku to my Sora, the Terra to my Ventus, the Axel to my Roxas, Steven. Steven, what are you doing over there? Do, do you I, even know what I'm, I'm wondering you know if they're referencing? <laughs> are they all kingdom hearts they were all kingdom hearts all kingdom hearts okay okay so i recognize sora primarily because our friends keep doing that stupid disney channel thing and whenever we play smash yeah i'm sorry and you're watching the disney channel yeah (laughs) Yeah. so bad i get you know believe it or not isn't kingdom hearts kind of a dark series (laughs) oh yeah it's a or well i mean you can surface level no but, I mean, you really kind of have to, like, dig deep and, like, damn, you know, they're really going through some things. And that's, yeah, it's kind of dark. But then it also just deals with light and dark. So, yeah, I guess it's a dark series. But <laughs> it, it's also full of itself. You can't you can't take Kingdom Hearts too seriously <laughs> or else. You really? Start, yeah, you, you can't. You can't. It, it just depends. It just depends. But I'm going to start going through them again. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. But we'll talk about that more yeah. when we're playing our games. Well, once we start doing absolutely, that. but how are you doing tonight? Man? Um, you doing all right? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I've had a very busy week. I uh, I am on alternate shifts than I'm used to, so my energy level and my timing for everything is a little off. Uh, so unfortunately, that has not given me as much time as I would like to. I, I went into it like I'm just gonna be honest. I went into this. I was like, man, I'm going to overnights. That means I'll be awake during the day. I'm just gonna marathon some anime and and like really get into these games and then it did not go that way at all so uh so I've, I've gotten to watch a little bit of stuff um but not as much as i would like i did get to i've played more video games than anything else because i think it's the only th- like just doing stuff with my fingers and like paying attention to surface level enjoyment is pretty much the most i get all right now but i, I don't mind it I'm, i'll adjust and i'll get some more anime in there because I, I got a cue that i need to watch i gotta i got uh because you got me interested in the vampire dies in no time and I'm still working on the bottom tier character Tomozaki Kun, I think it is, um, which I'll talk about here in a second. And okay. then uh, what else? I, oh, I'm watching Demon Slayer still. But um, anyways, yeah. Sorry, I'm just like so excited about just like catching up on a lot of things I got I got in there really quick. What about you? How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. Just playing a playing a couple games. Quitting a couple games. It's really it. <laughs> Um, big thing for me, I'm still watching, uh, the vampire dies quickly or dies too soon. I, the last half of that anime kills me every time. Like the, he dies in an amount of time. Just know that he's dying. You know, I, I think I've said it in three different ways, but just know that vampire fucking dies. And I love it every time, but I didn't realize I was still catching up with the dub and I wouldn't have started it if I didn't realize this. And so I watched all the way up to episode uh, seven and it Mm -hmm. stopped. And I was like, well, no. And sure enough, I caught up with the dub and I was like, this is a sin, a cardinal sin for Trey. You can't catch up to the dub. The dub is already supposed to be out. So I goofed. But now I'm just watching weekly. 
which is fine. So I filled the uh, the void with toilet bound Hanagokun. Hanagokun. Really? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a recommendation from friend of the show Rob. And uh, it, shit is goofy. Like it's a uh, it's fun. Really? It's a uh, it's colorful and it's a uh, it's neat. I wasn't expecting it to be the way it was. I thought this was a. Uh, I I don't even know what what I entirely assumed it was, but it is not what I what it is. So it's cool. It's funny. I expect it to be dark horror kind of stuff. It has some of is it? it. It's a. Uh, it's like these kids that are go- or, so. There's a girl that's trying to get this boy to fall in love with her. And she stumbles into one of the seven wonders of her school, which is a ghost bound to the boys' bathroom. Or the girls' bath. It's the girls' bathroom, I think. And uh, so he, he died in there. And there's like a big thing about how he died and what, what he did to get there. But he, he's like this goofy-ass kid. And he's showing her around these seven wonders. And there's like little story elements and plots to each thing. And they're, they're just uncovering what, what happened with each of these ghosts as she works on love i guess is the overarching thing um i'm really not sure it's just goofy events i'm kind of half-ass paying attention i'm I'm laughing when i'm hearing the good stuff and it's it's cool (laughs) it's cool it's pretty my my son likes watching it too at at oh that's good so he he'll he'll, once things start moving around or like gets crazy he'll like (gasps) look up and catch it and the the theme song's real uh real bombastic and so that that's always a, a grabber for him Whenever Funimation isn't goofing on loading an episode, uh, that is. But pain aside, <laughs> I've also uh, what is it? So playing games. Um, figure I'll go ahead and state it here. I don't think I stated last time. Um, so I am stopping my Final Fantasy run. I am not going to be able to finish all these in time. But I'm also not having fun anymore. Um. Did I I talk about this last time? I don't think I did. No, you didn't. I mean, you and I talked about it earlier this week. Separate. That's right. I talk to you. I talk Mm -hmm. on here and life, life blurs. Honestly, I don't, I don't know when, when reality stops and fiction begins. And so I, uh, I'm stopping so I can start enjoying my games again. I'm just going through guides and working on, working on these final fantasies. But then I realized I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. And it wasn't fun. It was just a, another brick in the wall. And that's not mm-hmm. what my hobbies are supposed to be. My hobbies are supposed to be fun. I'm supposed to be enjoying what I'm doing. So I said, to hell with it. No, I'm still going to finish Final Fantasy games. Those are still in the queue. But I'm stopping this this challenge, this boxing in that I'm doing to myself so I can enjoy what I'm doing more freely. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the, the burnout uh, thing, both with anime and gaming in a previous episode. And that that in it's funny we're following our own advice where it's like you know you got to mix it up and just know when the time has come to, that you're not having fun anymore and that's the thing is like I definitely get those kinds of challenges and there's definitely people that do them with varying degrees of success or failure but I think ultimately it's about like having fun like you really 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 enjoyed Final Fantasy VII like the original um, when you played that like it 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 really blew you away and you really really liked it oh um, yeah I know. I know that you know you got through thirteen, and it may have been pain at certain points, but you seem to enjoy the end result at the end of it. But when you start having that point that you're just like, well, I guess I'll play this game, and you're missing out on characterization, 
and just being kind of lost in that world i think that that's an unfortunate side effect of trying too hard and it, it, and it'll keep getting worse it'll keep getting worse so it's always good to mix up that's why i play shooting games randomly um you know i'll just be like i need something twitchy and uh shooty shooty bang bang so i nice. get it. that's a pretty I, good description it's it, it's absolutely the, the way i described it to my uh my significant other and i think she she damn near fell out of her chair and i just i don't know i think i have to infantilize like every single thing that i could say like a normal person uh instead i will make it sound as ridiculous as humanly possible it makes me feel better that's better i i normally um i normally triple x whatever i'm about to say in the worst way possible if uh like especially if i'm getting upset like how could these people <laughs> and then i normally put some kind of expletive there and I, i'm normally just getting upset so if you catch me in the moment i'm <laughs> getting who it's bad i get bad oh man uh, don't, don't get me upset otherwise uh you, you may find yourself with with adjectives and an action that I, I don't even quite understand how i got there but you just black out lose control i black out. become an xbox fanboy <laughs> i do i do i i assume my 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 alternate ego of phil spencer's right nut and then i just uh, i talk about your mom on xbox live <laughs> with the crappiest mic possible with the crappiest mic it's staticking in the background i sound like a box fan is my mic i just uh every time i think about like xbox live chat and stuff like that I, did you ever hear that like there was a video of it or like a recording of it or something where like this kid is on the voice chat and he's like, I, I want to put my cat on the microphone. And he just starts screaming, Mow! into the microphone over and over <laughs> to these people. No. Oh, I'll find it later and send it to you. It's the, the craziest thing. Um, it's just so goofy and like such very much a, like Xbox 360 era kind of like freakouts that people would have. Like, I don't know. There's like probably like whole websites devoted to like the crazy shit that was either said or sent via message on Xbox 360. Because that was. That was a golden era of insanity that could be shared with the world. And I, now it's just accepted. Like it, it's a thing that we're like, yeah, there's, there's crazy people out there, but it was, it was still relatively new to, to gamers in a big way back then. I think, uh, I mean, I remember actively telling people, they're like, why don't you want to be on voice chat? I was like, have you ever been in voice chat? It's terrible. People are terrible. <laughs> no, it's bad. I, uh, when destiny first came out, I don't think I've told this story here. Um, destiny came out and i was looking for like a fire team to join because you needed friends to join and and kind of beat the missions oh, in destiny and so i ended up uh, i finally got a team this one guy started playing with me and i joined the voice chat and he's like hello and it was like a 10 year old oh, no. kid and i was like oh god oh god and uh so we started playing he was cool he nothing wrong with him he, he didn't talk about my mom or anything he was cool so we, we played a couple missions and like the next day I hopped on and he invited me to join. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess. And so I hopped oh, in and no. we just did a couple missions. And then finally there was a, a time where uh, he invited me again. And I was like, all right, it's my, it's, that's my boy. That's my dog. What's up? And so I hopped in and all of his little friends were there. And oh, uh, no. and then Tabby walked in, my, my wife. And uh, they heard her, and they were like, oh, he has a girlfriend. And then they, uh, it was awful. I was like, you know what? I don't need to be here. This this was a mistake. I, I did this off good faith. This was a mistake. And so I haven't heard yeah. from him since. Hope he's okay. I don't, it's probably a 
probably in Destiny somewhere, waiting for me to come back. I don't know. I hope I, not. <laughs> I remember those days. I remember uh, what, what was it I used to play? Gears of War. Gears of War was the one that I I both met like some cool people about my age, and I like the squeakiest motherfuckers that you've ever heard. And uh, I think that was I rem- yeah I remember that was the game that that and my experience online with like Counter Strike and League of Legends, just toxic communities and stuff at the, t- at the time. It's probably better now. I don't know. Fingers crossed. But with on the Xbox 360, it was Gears of War. And I remember being like, oh, I got this. I got a couple cool guys I play with every rarely. And I was like, that's a great experience. I want to continue doing this. And then I got these kids. And I think they were trying to go for a record of the most inappropriate, like terrible, racist, homophobic stuff you can say over and over mm. and over. Like, because there was, there was, uh, like, there were just slurs all over the place. And I don't even think they were directed at me. I think they were just saying them. And it, it was God. such an awkward experience. I, I remember being like, well, that's enough internet for today. And just like leaving the game. Uh, it, it was, and I remember my friend told me, he's like, why don't you, why don't you ever play with a microphone? Like it's modern gaming. That's, that's how you work as a team. And I said, most of my teammates are terrible or they're probably going to be. <laughs> I just, I had no faith in people during that era. I just, I was like, we'll figure it out. I'm just going to play the game, whatever. <laughs> there's a uh i'll have to find it but there's a video where i think it's a guy using a voice modifier and he he's trolling these call of duty players as he's uh as he's playing matches and he's talking about like eating booty the whole time and you know, like, it's messing people up and he's like hey i'm here for booty <laughs> and it's, it's pretty funny i'm gonna have to find it and send it but uh like it's like five sounds minutes like... of this guy just messing with people i'm i'm surprised they made it that long that's amazing i mean don't get me wrong it, with the right level of trolling it's pretty entertaining especially with yeah. some of those voice modifiers have you have you looked at some of those those are pretty intense these days yeah they get scary but he everyone was taking it in good fun like the chats he was in like everyone was laughing that they knew what was going on but it was oh, okay, it was good. a funny bit like no one was upset or anything but it's probably one of the funniest voice chats i've ever heard it was just this guy just trolling that's awesome i oh you definitely need to send that along to me i need some good less and it's like i continue to find new things that are new to me and everyone's like yeah that's old i've seen that for years and i'm like it's new to me let's go um i felt that way whenever somebody what was it i think it was like a i think it was only like a year ago that somebody sent me the uh like what was it the the, the kda like league of legends k-pop band oh yeah. yeah what else did they send me um shit i didn't even know about neon cat until like two years ago oh wow man that's a that's I, to give a you a to you give you under. a reference i yeah no i i was off the internet like i said for 10 years and so like the last thing i remember is memes were still new and it was mostly i can has cheeseburger.com um demotivationals and mm-hmm. uh hamster dance oh like doobity-da-dee-ba-do-do hamster dance? yeah oh, oh no wow. uh, yeah like do you it was like an html like site that had all these little gifts of like pixelized hamsters and it had a song that annoying song playing over it yeah. and uh yeah i'm wow. definitely dating myself there I might as well be carbon dating myself at this yeah point. No, i'm pretty sure we had the hamster dance on a kids bop cd song or a kids bop cd <laughs> like like kids bop or no that's what i call music one i'm pretty sure 
maybe <laughs> man i, I don't re- know i remember i remember a time before <laughs> now that's what i call music that's that's what's terrifying christ uh it, anyway. aren't they like 72 or something like that like I okay think yeah so. um anyways anyways <laughs> have you been playing anything else did you just give up on final fantasy and just stop games and talk random shit with me so i uh so i saw final fantasy i am almost done with halo infinite trying to wrap that up i'm on like the last couple missions it's amazing i love it and i started thinking about it and like it's it's probably one of the best open world experiences i've had in a while and i think the last true like open world experience i had was god of war and like i don't know if this is a hot take but i think halo Mm. infinite may be better than god of war i mean maybe in terms of gameplay it's fast it's copacetic everything's action you don't have to worry about uh, weird sequences and loading mm-hmm. and delays like kind of like you do with atreus and kratos and all the different boat scenes you do and granted that was a different time in that system's lifetime where you know they yeah. kind of had to put loading screens to get it to power through but whatever um in story it was it's just as cool i i don't know if there's going to be a cliffhanger but there's going to be more added to halo infinite i think this is going to be like a long-term project where there's going to yeah. be more added I, I don't know if they've confirmed that or if i just heard that somewhere um but it's it's overall an amazing overworld experience like i i can't think of anything that's rivaled it that i've played recently that's i mean that's that's a big that's a that's a take i i haven't played all of god of war yet so i can't really compare it it did feel like god of war so far in my experience has been like open like it has been set up in segments i know you can backtrack and things like that mm-hmm. um but to the, for the most part it kind of pushes you to certain segments of the game um i i only saw some of you like i know you streamed like the whole dang game um so but i only caught a little bit of it and uh that's that's kind of an interesting take i I feel like they're different styles of games so um i'd say that you're probably getting a unique experience in the open world fps kind of uh, and that that may be a bit of it too I, i realize i may just be craving a different kind of uh a different kind of experience because i I don't think I've played too many open world FPSs and that mm-hmm. may be really uh, broadening my horizon right now. Cause I played crisis and I didn't like it, but I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but halo may be a good, uh, a good toe toe dipper. And like, have you ever played any of the far cry games? I played one a while back, but I don't really remember much of it. And I have five because i really want to see this cult and see what it's about but mm-hmm. i uh i kind of think i'd really enjoy it with how much i've enjoyed halo infinite because i think that's the same premise gameplay wise without the yeah grappling hook. it's right no there's no grappling hook but it's the same concept there's a consistent open world that you get to exp- you can follow the story missions but there's all these other you can sometimes you can just roam around and find these like compounds that they're part of and just fight and stuff respawns and, and things like that. Or they'll come out and chase you in some instances. It's a, it, I like it a lot. Like, a lot of people are like, it's not as good as Far Cry 3 or whichever one they, they prefer. But the idea of an open world FPS where you can travel via 
fast travel cars and you had to find your stuff and build things and and work your way through different outposts and stuff like that they're good they're good i liked five i, I spent a good chunk of time on five mm-hmm. um i think the last open world experience that i really really enjoyed still slightly enjoying because i technically haven't finished yet is horizon zero done because i liked the mixture of stealth action and like traversal um one of my favorite things about it is it's really sell it as a stealth based game which i totally get but if you are even moderately good at using the mechanics of the game you can just rampage like crazy absolutely like you you drop points into your like sneak attacks and your and your like physical abilities you just run up and just hit things with the stick and just be like i'm done with you so that was it i I enjoyed that sneaked it all in horizon zero dawn i don't (laughs) But I, I don't sneak at all. I'm awful at stealth. So that's just a personality flaw. You playing anything else besides um, Halo Infinite? Or is that primarily oh, what you've been doing? I am back on Battle Chasers Night War. I I realize I stopped it at some point because of the loading times. Because that bitch mm. takes minutes to load up. And then it'll take like a minute to load the next screen. And this may just be like Are a you on Switch? Load. I'm on the Switch, yeah. Yeah, okay. There you go. So that's I I hate to admit it. The switch the switch has some pretty atrocious load times for games that are not optimized for that. Like if you play a Nintendo first party game, good to go for the most part. But when you're porting something that plays on the PS4, the PC, and other like top tier like processing powers, they mm-hmm. don't really take into consideration this the difference, a step down. So it ends up taking longer to load. I've seen that in a few other games I've played. I tried playing one game on cl- the, the cloud version of it, and uh, the, it immediately turned me off. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. A lot of people are more patient than I am. Uh, That's just the reality of it. Like, you know, it's not bad. Like, Witcher 3 is out there. Kingdom Hearts is getting released with the cloud version and all that. And I just, I don't know. Like, I, I own all of it on PS4. And if I just stop being lazy and, like, sit in front of my TV and play my games, I can play on the PS4 just fine. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, no, I uh, sorry. I keep taking side roads. I, I can't, like, I got commentary on everything. I'm pretty much a critic the entire night. It's all good. But, uh, but yeah, I'm glad you're getting back on that. Uh, use all the patience you have. It's a good experience. Um, but I'd say, uh, at this point, I'm, I'm playing games too on this, uh, journey through an alternate schedule or timeline, whatever you want to call it. Oh, um, shit. Have we my, split? Uh, my mind is, is definitely not where it usually is. Um, so I don't know anymore. Uh, but I, it's primarily been the Switch. Uh, I have had to take a break from Persona 5 Royal simply because I don't have the consistent time frame to devote to it. I don't I don't want to play Persona 5 unless I have like probably three to four hours to put into it. I can't do it for like 30 minutes or an hour and put it down. It doesn't really work very well. Um, yeah. I'm also staying somewhere where I my setup uh, is not very conducive to playing a well a, like a, a home console I, I, the switch is pretty much my bread and butter because i can do handheld um and i have been playing uh our friends have been talking about this a lot the internet's been talking about it a lot and that is Yu-Gi-Oh! master duel and oh, yeah. uh yeah it, so it plays out like magic arena or hearthstone it's a free-to-play online customizable card game it's just is it hearthstone hearthstone yeah hearthstone yeah what i don't know what you said you 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 say a lot of things pretty weird it must be that 
that Washington. Well, I said hearth. I had said hearthstone. Oh, yeah. It hearth me when you said that. You shut the hell up, you (laughs) lispy son of a bitch. All right. I don't need this kind of criticism. Anyways, the idea is it's a Yu-Gi-Oh version of the same shit. Uh, Shadowverse is in that same uh, grind, but it's really, really, really well made. It's cross-platform as far as I'm aware of to PC switch, like all the major platforms. Um, wait, it might just be PC and switch. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, it's really, really well done. They introduce you to the game and teach it to you. And it plays very smoothly and effectively. And it's a lot of fun to play. If you like collectible card games and there is a solo mode, so you can play by yourself. You can challenge other people online. If you want to spend money, you can, but honestly, there's enough content there to at least get the basic gameplay. Like, I feel like the the card part of it is for people who have a problem or people who want to make, like, the best deck. Mm. Um, For me, so far, getting the decks and extra cards from just playing solo mode has been enjoyable. I've already put a couple hours into it. Every once in a while, I want want a collectible card game, and it's a lot of fun. So, there we go. Uh, I also uh, have managed to be like everybody else in the world, and I picked up Pokemon Legends Arceus which I just started like last night today. So I'm still early in the game, but uh, early impressions kind of walk away with, I really, really like the game, uh, but it basically plays like a, like a more everybody friendly monster hunter. Like, and I don't mean that monster Hunter is not approachable by everybody. I just think the learning curve and the gameplay style is different. Um, this is, this is a cool little open world Pokemon game that you get to wander around and you see like the lower level Pokemon, which you can just catch or just do basic battles with. And uh, but then there's like the alpha Pokemon and they are the big bads you want to fight and level up for and like try to capture. And they're the big battles that you would do like a la Monster Hunter. So like if anybody's played Monster Hunter, it's usually like a camp at the beginning where you can heal and store items. You gather items and you can craft items. Same thing in Pokemon Legends Arceus. And uh, there's some in Monster Hunter, there's these basic monsters you can just kind of kill super easily and gather materials from. And then there's the big bad that you fight for that stage. And uh, the same thing kind of applies here. There's a little bit more running around and gathering materials from the environment. And just uh, like with the Pokedex this time, you're not just trying to either see it or capture and capture it. You got to do things like see a certain move a certain number of times and uh, capture a certain number of them or defeat a certain number of them. Uh, get a get a large version of it. Get a heavy version of it. That sort of thing. And, uh, you know, it's it's a unique experience it seems that way just watching a lot of the content that's coming out for it and i mean this is uh or hang i'll let you finish before i go on my rant for pokemon i've got my own bits for it but it it does it does look like baby's first monster hunter in certain certain aspects just with a little yeah it's yeah it's not it's not it's not that cut and dry it does have a little bit of that like breath of the wild exploration but it's progressively opened up mm-hmm. like uh for instance like when you start out the game you're in this first little area and then it opens up once you've reached a certain rank you get to get access to this next area where you learn more of the game and then as you go on i assume you get higher ranks and get more access to the entire like snow region um and, but it's pretty hefty it's pretty big in size and i know that they give you like traversal pokemon and stuff like that later on um but it's impressive looking i you know some people can give it crap for like the the graphics and all that oh but uh yeah because some people have said like the like the frame rate can drop and uh you know the graphics aren't nearly as pretty as they could be 
I'd argue mm-hmm. it looks pretty damn good all the same. Like I, I'm not that touchy. So, but it, I think it's a great experience so far. I'm enjoying a lot of it. I'm having fun with it. Um, and a lot of people are for that matter. And it is more, I will give us, give it this. It is definitely more challenging. You have to know your, know the mechanics and like, you know, like when you play like other Pokemon games, it seems like when you hit them, it's pretty hard. And when they hit you, it's not as hard. Mm-hmm. That's off the table here. Like I've, I've had it where like enemy Pokemon who are only like a couple levels higher hit you in two hits and you're almost dead. So it, it lies, it leans heavily on you crafting potions and Pokeballs and all these extra items to really manage that throughout your gameplay. And I think that's cool. I think a lot of people are excited about that. And I just don't think they know how to actually share that. The open world stuff and like exploring, a lot of fun. But I think the challenge is what's making a lot of people happy. Yeah. So that's me. That's me on Pokemon Legends. So. No, that's good. I I just could not find myself to be excited about this game at all. Like uh, I've seen all the hype generating. We saw the trailer drop when they were fighting the Cleavor, and it just did not rouse me in the slightest. I mean, it it looks fine. I, I'm glad people are enjoying it, but I think I'm just burnt out on Pokemon. Period. And when we looked at our list for games that we beat last year, I realized I had like four or five Pokemon games on there. Not to mention like my two Pokemon Crystal runs where I did a Pokemon Crystal and then I did my Totodile run. So I, I Pokemon out and not to mention, I still haven't finished my Pokemon Platinum, not Platinum. Um, what is this? Pearl. I can't. I can't do it. And I'm I'm just done with Pokemon. So I'm glad everyone's enjoying it, but I can't bring myself to do it now. Maybe if there's a, maybe if there's like a Pokemon Legends Ho-Oh or something, we'll see. We'll see where this series goes. You just really love that silver and gold area, don't you? I do. do That's your your jam. Oh yeah. It'll be great. If I had to get, if I had to put money on it, that's where they're going next. But I got nothing. You play anything else? (laughs) Uh, let's see here uh no not really that i got to i got to try uh master duel and i played some pokemon arceus um i did dip into final fantasy 14 for the halloween event that got delayed until now um so that was that was something i just did for fun i enjoyed myself quite a bit with it but yeah that's pretty much it for the games anime on the other front like i like i said i've started the the vampire dies in no time uh, I'm still working my way through bottom care, uh, bottom tier character, Tomozaki Kun, um, and then I, um, I, I think I started Mushoku Tensei, and uh, I was like, I, I, ha- I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the animation's looking pretty good. Um, some of the characters are pretty entertaining. I kind of hate the main character. Uh, hopefully that changes. A lot of people have said that's kind of the idea. Um, but I'm giving it time. But I've heard like some of the action scenes are pretty freaking awesome and, and legit oh, yeah. in the series. So the trailer like, for so it many people amazing. Yeah, so many people have said this is like one of the best. And I've only I've only gotten two episodes in so far, so you know I gotta give it a little bit more time. Um, then, but I have been reading manga, and I stumbled on the edgiest most bizarre super edgy series that has ever been published and so yeah so you know a redo of healer and how wildly just over the top that is Mm -hmm. this is uh, like i'd say okay so in my in my view one of the biggest reasons why redo of healer is so 
squirmy for me is it tends to like it's a revenge story but it's a revenge story that leans on a lot of like manipulation and especially like sexual manipulation so it's very uncomfortable whereas this series is uh more about like violence against the people that were that wronged the main character and uh, it's pretty pretty gruesome um let's let's see here i actually i think while you're pulling it up so violence like Mm -hmm. john wick they killed my dog violence or like violence like saw like you're here because you made it you had you did a sin type violence uh quite a bit more like saw oh my god i'm being honest yeah it's uh the hero who seeks uh, this one is called the hero who seeks revenge shall exterminate with darkness yes and i saw that one while i was while i was perusing mangas myself so i did see it and i hate titles like that so it it sounded edgy oh this is like this is some top tier shit to give you a rundown of like the kind of violence that's, that's kind of done here is like all of the people he's, he's getting revenge on are like even more horrible people. Um, like killing entire villages just to kind of manipulate him and things like that. Like, uh, and, and basically he's like this hero. He defeats the demon King, but then he gets framed for like massacring a village and they, they kill him. And it turns out he was an Isekai protagonist uh essentially he and he goes and he gets brought back before the goddess and he, he says yeah uh, yeah and and he's like i want you to return me to life in this same world with all of my powers intact the way they're supposed to because humans don't deserve to live and he uh you know and she she's basically like she's like this weird like overly horny goddess that's like no you shouldn't do that but he's like shut up you're gonna do it anyways and so she does super weird um but then he shows up it's like the princess of the main country that like he has all these powers that do ridiculous things like it's like super cheat mode like he can basically set parameters for it so nobody can leave the the kingdom and then he can make it so nobody can die in the kingdom with his magic so they can torture and like hurt people and beat them up and all kinds of things but they can't die and uh so he shows up and puts on this big spectacle with the princess who thinks she's like ahead of everything. And then he basically like beats the ever living shit out of her. I think he cuts off like a part of her arm or something like that. Just like really, really violent. This is like actually the tame one. Um, and wow. basically make it like reveals all her, her like schemes and kind of evilness. And then leaves and says like, don't go anywhere. I'll be back. Uh, Cause he's kind of got this weird sadistic streak to him now. Cause he's like completely just blown in the head. And then he goes to find other people that like wronged him and the people he loved. So I think he actually, uh, at one point he goes to uh, a doctor who makes like these uh, potions that like poison or transform people and, and like really hurt them. And his, his way of hurting her is basically he gives her one of the poisons she made and then makes her while she's suffering from the effects, come up with the antidote. But then instead of in like, cause she thinks that, she, Oh, I've done it. I'm free. He just keeps making her drink new poisons and coming up with the antidote while she's basically going through the, the uh, effects of it, whether it's like making her skin so itchy that she starts tearing her own skin off. And like, it's what really gruesome. Fuck? Yeah. There, there, it's, it gets pretty wild. Um, there is, it is really, really gruesome. I, like I said, it is, this is the saw revenge story, but 
the guy's there and he can make anything happen. Like every time somebody tries to fight back against him, they're like, I got him. He's dead now. And then he's just like, whoosh. Ah, you did something funny. And so he's, he's pretty much invincible, can do anything he wants and just wants these people to die. And it's literally just like each arc is basically the, the weird saw like torture uh, experiences he puts these people through and explaining the backstory of why they betrayed him revenge power fantasy type stuff i don't know yeah. i don't like that yeah it's it's dumb it's stupid it's edgy for edgy's sake i i read it because i remember somebody made a meme of like revenge manga titles and they were mm-hmm. like redo of healers here for like you know like mild intense uh something and then it was like completely bonkers was where this series and it was by itself in the little like two by two and i was like I'm going to search for it. And I found it <laughs> translated. And I was, I read all like 47 chapters that exist right now. And I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and dump that for my brain now. Yeah. Get rid it's, of that. It's not good. It's not good. Like I, I it's just like, it leans heavy into like the crowd that really likes revenge stories. Mm-hmm. So like once things like redo of healer and a couple other like bigger ones took off, like this clearly was like, Hey, let's see how far we can take this. And, it, I guess I guess it has an audience because it's still serialized every month. So right. I think I think it's dumb. But yeah, I just wanted to tell everybody about how dumb and stupid and overly edgy this series is. It's not good. Don't waste your time. I, I just uh, told you everything that's going to happen. I forgot to mention, I'm still reading Dragon Ball Z. I just finished the Namek Frieza arc. And it was amazing. Really good all the way. I, I just is I don't even know what else to say, really. It's just great. I just forgot so much as I, I guess I haven't watched it all in a long time. And as I, as yeah. I went through, I just remembered and it, it all felt so much more like intense as everything goes through. Like Krillin dying was really intense, mm-hmm. but also it wasn't, you know, the, the usual meme three episodes of turning into a super Saiyan. It was four panels and he was instantly a super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. Like he was enraged and it was cool. And there was a segment where I really felt it. And he was like, yeah, Frieza was like, oh, y'all weak. Just like that little earthling. And he, Goku lost his mind. He was like, earthling, do you mean Krillin? And then he fucking went bananas. It was good. <laughs> it was super good. And so now I'm going yeah. to uh, get to sell and, or not sell the androids. We got quite a bit of androids to go through before sell happens think four, yeah four i actually years. i th- <clears throat> yeah i think i actually wanted to tell you i started reading dragon ball um today hey to kind of like try to catch up to you yeah i should be too almost hard. to the end i am almost to the end of red ribbon already so oh the first iteration of red ribbon yeah mm-hmm. i'm That's at the cool. part where like the 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 blonde haired like good looking guy is in it and like i think he's in a submarine if i recall correctly like I, I I read a lot of stuff really fast, um, and he's like have Goku's you, swimming. Have you met an android yet? No, not yet. Okay, all right. I don't think so. Good. I deal. don't think so. Like I've read through it so fast, I I really I don't remember all the details. If you're not retaining really it, there's no point. Although, really, a lot of Dragon Ball doesn't tie into Z. It's just you you need to know what Dragon Balls are, and that's it. And that's you really know, it. like that's it and the people because really a lot of everything else does not tie over like for the most part dragon ball is its own separate series and it's fun it's a fun yeah. little kid series it's the hobbit 
to the Lord of the Rings. Honestly, that is a great comparison. I like thanks. it. It's That's so trademarked it. now. Don't use it anywhere else. <laughs> if I catch anybody using that, I'm gonna whoop someone's ass. But it, it really and the is. Tolkien estate is is already like writing up the <laughs> fucking legal documents. Like, oh, oh, excuse me, Mister Mister Henderson, oh, did you no. just? <laughs> no, it's uh, it really is. You, you don't have to use much, and there uh, there's like a couple filler episodes of Dragon Ball Z. And Dragon Ball Super, where you see like stuff come up, but that's if you're watching the anime. But you don't, you really don't need all the context. You could just go straight to Z, and they'll have yeah. little references. But really, it's you'll figure it out if you if you really want it. It's not bad. Well, that's cool. All right, cool. So we've we've hit the end point of our normal wrap. I mean, we've actually Golly. like filled it with some. Apparently, we had a lot to say. This week about the things we've read, watched, and played. But now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of our episode, which is the production studio, Anaplex. So, Trey, you know, you've done a little bit more research than I have. I think you even have some notes, which is very responsible of you uh, as a co-high. So, uh, like, what what do you got on that that, that note-taking? I mean, I'll pay you later, but let's, let's get to it. Thanks, man. So... There really isn't much to Anaplex, as I was really surprised to see. Um, and really, just kind of some context before we get into this, I kind of wanted to start looking at a lot of these production and animation studios. I think it's important to know who these are, kind of like when you look at stuff like Disney, Illumination, DreamWorks. You know, it's 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 cool to know who those are and, you know, who's making what to just be part of the conversation. Like, Oh, they make this. You can tell by these, these trademarks, these styles, these storytelling elements, you can normally tell who's doing what. And it's the same in anime, the same everywhere else. You, you want to be able to tell who's doing what and, and how, and you can tell that just off a whim or just off frames and anything like that. And I started, uh, started looking at that anime but there was another instance where we were watching rock dog with my son and i i I don't know if i brought up rock dog before but it's a it's from the h brothers who did wish dragon on netflix and i think they're a studio that's starting to come up they they've got a couple couple bangers coming out now um and at the end i noticed they had a couple segments of their show or of their movie uh i guess sent out to different animation studios and i was like man you know it, it kind of would be neat to know really who does what and who's who in the zoo really in terms of the anime industry and so we're probably going to do a couple episodes like this where we talk about different anime studios and, and key players and maybe little dogs too as well as probably gaming ones but we're starting with aniplex probably the biggest and the most disney-like of the uh of the boys or at least that we're seeing so far mm-hmm. as i found through our notes so or did you have anything you want to touch on from that before i get started Stephen? i mean anaplex is uh definitely well known in the marketplace it, they are huge they have their name in a lot of series even ones you wouldn't expect because as a production studio they help plan produce and distribute um anime series that's basically what a production company is so they're not the animation studio they're the people who make it happen so like anytime mm-hmm. you have an anime series uh, uh that you want to exist like say you see a manga and you're like man i wish there was an anime of that 
Anaplex is part of the part of the process. They're a group of they're an organization that really gets this stuff made out into the into the market, and they are they are they are well known in the fandom. And we will get further into that. But like, I'm gonna go ahead and let Trey continue his uh, explanation so far. So, like I said, there's not really a lot of you know backstory to Anaplex, but they they got established in 1995 as the Sony Pictures Entertainment Visual Works Inc. But eventually they got fused with the music department. And I'm just kind of summing that up. There's a lot of Sony music entertainment, blah, blah, blah. A lot of Sony jargon there. But eventually the pictures and music department got fused into the Sony music entertainment department, Inc. And then they eventually changed to Aniplex, Inc. in 2003, um, which is still under Sony music entertainment. But now that's kind of their anime, uh, Japan anime industry segment um from there they launched their own music label um where they actually house koichi sugiyama which i thought was a cool uh, little tidbit for the dragon quest music thought that was kind of on that that wasn't under square enix music or anything like that i knew you mentioned that yeah i have to you know if i say a dragon quest fact it's getting out there um but so they have their own music label in-house and they also have their own I guess, or their their own animations too. They have A1 Studios, as well as other subsidiaries that they actually own as well. Um, so in 2005, Anaplex of America gets put out, as well as A1 Studios is created. And some of their subsidiaries that they have as of current date are A1 Studios. Like I was just saying, they've created the Seven Deadly Sins, good and bad, you know, that's all there. <laughs> um, Anaplex of America, of course. <laughs> Um, I was trying to find a couple good uh, examples of a bunch of these, but there was just a lot of anime and they like, mm-hmm. like Steven said earlier, they produced. So there's not a lot that they are solely responsible for, but they did just produce and get a lot of these out. Um, so Cloverworks. So one recently from them is Horamiya. Um, Funimation. Horamiya. I always do that. Horamiya. I know you do. I just like every to correct time you every time, up. even back when we watched it. <laughs> I know. And I was, me and Tabby were saying it wrong too. And we were like, oh, man, we can't watch, can't wait to watch another episode of Horror Maya, whatever. I don't even know if I'm saying It's it such right. a Southern thing to do. And yeah. I'm guilty of it too. Like, I, I try to be very good about how I pronounce things. And then sometimes I just get real south on it. Yeah. There was uh, <laughs> one time I was walk, working for a call center and there was a name that uh, a customer was giving me. And it was like a, a like, kagewama or kage kage something and i pronounced it right and they're like wow thanks not a lot of people get my last name right and i didn't want to be like i watch anime i'm sorry i just i kind of <laughs> i piece it together pretty well i'm sorry That's so I, I didn't say that over the phone but it was there i got it i know how to read your name i'm sorry so then there's quattro a and then rialto is their final studio and some of these are different fronts they have not fronts but like different ways for them to get studios and places in other countries so they can have storefronts i guess is a good way to put that um i believe rialto was their shanghai storefront i'll have to look at that again um because i was kind of just reviewing reading over notes um and I, i didn't put the countries but um they do own a couple of these just to be in different areas to produce and sell in house in country um 
But really, that's kind of it on Aniplex. There's not really a bunch of drama there or anything. Um, they're still owned by Sony. Um, and they've got a lot to them. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'll kind of hit the games real quick. Because uh, games is pretty small. And we're probably going to spend a lot of time on the shows. So games, they have uh, their biggest moneymaker and the the biggest factor of the entire world. Uh, Fate Grand Order. Um. So they, uh, that's theirs. There's Magia Record and Melty Blood as a console game. Uh, just kind of want to throw it out there. And the newest one is Disney Twisted Wonderland. Um, that's a game that's been in Japan for a while, just came over to the West. And it's also getting an anime. So pretty excited to see that. I think that's uh, Disney's first real anime that's going to be happening. Oh, so yeah. Well, they. Uh... They also had their hand in uh, the Demon Slayer game, the Hinokami Chronicles that was released last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty sexy one. But man, Fate Grand Order deserves a little bit more attention than that blurb. This what what else can you say? What else can you say? It's a it's a it's a multi billion dollar uh, profit producing property. Because right? yeah. like that's the thing is like th- that's where some of the details of a production company kind of come in is because one of the successful natures of it is not just about the anime and it's not just about the games and stuff like that. It's, it's also about product placement. So like Fate Grand Order literally took because they, they, they got Type Moon, which is a, a company that made visual not well, hentai visual novels. Back Hell in the day, yeah. but the stories were so good that they yeah they oh? they had that's yeah they they were they the were stories so were so good. good they, yeah, that they took the hentai out of it and still sold the game without huh. of it, with without it, and mm. uh, it, it was still insanely popular. The Fate Stay Night series, um, and then you know in all of its iterations, and then you know Fate Zero and so many others, uh, Fate Apocrypha, and then Fate Grand Order came out about a mobile game with. If you thought seven, like legendary. Uh, members of history transported into waifus and husbandos uh wasn't enough well fake grand order here is gonna deliver with all the all the waifus and husbandos you can possibly have and uh it, but it's actually a really fun game i'll give it i'll give it credit where credit is due it's definitely definitely a money printing machine and it's got a really convoluted story but it's fun and i i enjoy it quite a bit and it but it's made i think it made like six billion dollars last year I, I, be- I might be undercutting. I'll believe it. Uh, I always see so much about this and all the pictures that come up. And uh, Fate's cool, but man, it's it's a mess. I I can't even do it. I, I think Fate was one of my one of my big first couple animes, and I watched Fate Zero, Fate Stay Night, and then I watched or what I, I got the Fate Extella, the Umbral Star, and was hella disappointed because it, it was just a a muso with a visual novel and a dating sim in it. And that's a, that's a lot of stuff I don't like all at once. And I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> and I was like, I hate this. And then it'd be five more minutes. And I was like, I hate this too. And then just five more minutes. I was like, God, this is awful. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. The gameplay on that was really what kind of pulled me in. Like I like a good muso game and I like the fake character designs and it didn't, it didn't take forever in all those instances so i appreciate the gameplay but the visual novel is a little like uh okay um i actually have both of the entries and they're limited editions so 
I know um, they're pretty cool. Your your collections are pretty yeah. cool for both of those, but I could still download it and just try it again. And I have just to try to give it another go. But God, I hate it so much. I the, just the only game with repetitive gameplay that we will tolerate over and over and over without any kind of hesitancy. Say it. Sinran Kagura, Peach Beach Splash. Always. No doubt. Always. Any. <laughs> any of them. I need to give the cookie one. Anyway, back to back to Anaplex yeah. before we go down yes. the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, they definitely have their hands in some games, including the biggest game in mobile gaming. So that's uh, that alone is pushing them in the right direction. Uh, so it's no surprise when you have something like their anime. So tell me about their anime, Trey. So anime is a beast of its own. There's there's not even an easy way to cover it. Um, so from their official site, I've just kind of highlighted a couple of their, their biggest ones. But apart from the ones that they've just had their hands in producing, it's easily dozens, if not hundreds. And so I'm going to highlight the main ones. And then we'll, we're going to kind of do, a, a as a finisher for the show, a rapid fire um, which kind of seems to be our, our final finisher. The, the ultimate Senpai Kohai <laughs> f- finisher attack is the rapid fire anime attack. We just say anime names and finish them. But uh, so the biggest ones that they have on their site is uh, shows like Anohana. Uh, or what is it? The flower that died that day. I think is the subtitle for that one. Uh, Bakemonogatari. Black Butler. Sells at work. Demon Slayer, of course, Erased, Fate, the Fate series, Full Metal Alchemist, not Brotherhood, just Full Metal Alchemist, Gorilla Gone, Kill la Kill, the Persona series, uh, season or Persona three through five, the Sword Art Online series, and your lie in April. So, a lot of these are big, big dick animes. Like these are the ones that get people. <laughs> into anime like the, these are not chump change ones like this is the stuff that got people in like during the big sword art online shit that happened like in 2014 this got everybody in the full metal alchemist one that got everyone in like 2002 2003 this got everybody in like that they don't do chump change stuff that anaplex is is the shit they they clearly they, they clearly vet <laughs> and they know what they're making so if we're if we're being honest, they clearly have their hands on some big titles. And one of the reasons why that can be a little bit troublesome at times is something I want to talk about before we hit the rapid fire. Aniplex is a great production company. They clearly have planned, produced, and, and distributed these series in a way that makes them the kind of money makers and like game changers they are. So they are definitely savvy in the business. But they did establish a U.S. licensing house over here in America, Anaplex of America, and took full advantage of that in a market that was moving towards a situation that was a nice middle ground between distributors and 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 uh, you know <clears throat> retailers and consumers. That was pretty fair, I thought at the time, pretty in the middle. And Anaplex brought over that Japanese kind of like release mentality. Smaller releases, very expensive and into the market. And at the time, it was definitely not welcome. They had a little bit of a hiccup there. I mean, like, if you look at Kill a Kill, for instance, when Kill a Kill was first released in a domestic situation, 
they released five different sets for a basically a 26 episode series and charged about like i think it was like 69.99 or 79.99 per set and there wasn't a lot of extras on it it was mainly just like we have this series nobody else has a series and we're going to sell you a copy of it but at like the kinds of price points from the past and look business is business i get it i actually have no problem with it. i clearly spent money on some of it i own kaguya love is war i own nisekoi i own full metal Alchemist brotherhoods i have anaplex releases but boy oh boy was it hard to swallow that price point mm-hmm. um and i do i do remember that at the time in the in the market it was like it was pretty common to shit on anaplex especially since they were the ones that you know jumped on um cease and desist and in, in legal uh stuff for people who had anything to do with their their properties which is in this like in this in a situation like when i was still back in the day when i had no money and i was pirating a lot more i was like this is terrible but now it's like business is business and they were protecting their 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 property and i you know there were venues and the sad thing is is like i you know it sucks that it costs a lot but they also put it on streaming platforms and so I think that's where I kind of found my my little bit of compromise. If I wanted to own it physically, I would have to pay the premium that they are offering. It's the only option I have. But if I just want to see the show, which a lot of people, like, that's the thing. I think that's something that's forgotten about in like fandom is like some people just want to watch it. They don't have to own it. Nobody has to have multiple shelves of Blu-rays and DVDs. They just want to watch it. So the, and they offered that. So I thought that was at least kind of like that nice little olive branch to the fandom. And I think a lot of people kind of ignored it because they were so used to collecting series in like box sets of like whole seasons and stuff like that. And this was a, a, a market ploy that came from another country and it was the only way to get it. And, and I do understand that leaves a sour taste in your mouth sometimes, but ultimately there was a way to watch the show. So I, I found that the the, uh, the end result was a zero. So I, I don't have a lot of ill will towards Aniplex of America that I did when I was younger. But I also still like to own physical media, but I also don't have the money to pay the kind of money that they want for some of those shows. Those Fate box sets are like $200. Uh, fate, um, fate is always, no matter what, $200. Everything is $200. Yeah, yeah. Even the, even the gacha game. But no, like, and that's, see, for me, like, that's, that's what's important is kind of like, look at this, this company as a business made a good choice. They, they did what they know to do and, but the fandom reacted poorly to it, but believe it or not, they all came around because they did realize that it just takes time. Whenever the market is changing, uh, it's not easy. You have the vocal minority that speaks up and there's plenty of people that just don't say anything. Cause they're like, yeah, we get it. Um, but Anaplex was the one that kind of shaped a little bit of the pricing and just structure of the physical media market because there are still like Funimation still releases series like even half half of a series for like 40 bucks so I mean there's still good deals but it, I don't think it there was a period where things were getting really cheap and there's still really cheap options like I don't know if you know like the save releases Mm-mm. oh or yeah, like, yeah. Save, I guess they're save. now yeah I think the they're now boxes. like the, the uh yeah the moments with the green uh, spines. And I think now they're Funimation anime essentials. And those mm. are the, kind of like their new budget ones. And it's the thing. It's like this company has been putting out bangers for multiple decades. And they know it. So they're not going to willingly put out licenses and, and sell their product that are bangers for a lower price if they can still get a better price for it. Smart business. 
it's also what allows a company like that to continue to produce talent and and actually like produce good product at least that's my opinion um because i think at this point we're at the rapid fire stuff aren't we yes sir all right so let's let's rapid fire some of this these banger shows that this company has been a part of for decades now lock and load baby so Indiplex has been involved in the production and distribution of a shit ton but here's just quite a few that you may know that i know i've seen or know of to a degree um and just a correction they did do full metal alchemist brotherhood it wasn't just Mm -hmm. the first one they did brotherhood as well so that's on me um so they did angel beats you got all know zero they did the entirety of bleach um i don't see this new season of bleach coming up here but they're probably going to be involved in that darling the franks do you love your mom and her two hit multi-target attacks god i hate that one um hypnosis. why did you choose that one <laughs> it's it always deserves a shout out that one it's like a, you could have chosen dog tato <laughs> I, I don't know dog tato if you were to call me out about dog tato i could not tell you dog tato okay keep going keep going so you have ghost stories god forbid um so like we said the whole fate saga we have the kill a kill yeah magical girl lyrical nanaha the movies Heyo. Fuck yeah. Misfit of the Demon King Academy. You have Naruto and Boruto. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Parappa the Rapper. Heyo, I guess. Um Oh, thought I saw you, you Hakusho. Uh Wonder Egg Priority. That's one that's been on my list for a bit. Vivi Fluoride Eye Song. Those were all bangers from last year. Um let's see, let's see. Seven. Oh, let me let me have a stab at some of these bad boys. Go ahead. You skipped over ahead. some big boys. Oh, and punchline. Right. Punchline and Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl. Those are my last two. See, there's a big one. Yeah, Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl. Senpai is like a huge deal to the fandom these days. All right, so you miss out on some like straight up bangers for one. Bacano, Bacano, absolutely. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm so upset right now. Oh wait, is this the game? You've never one? seen Bacano? Yeah, it's the one that's like so it's uh it's kind of like this bounces around in time and different groups of people who involve involved in the mafia yes. and things like that. And it has yeah, it's really, really cool, really well animated, has great music, great characters. No, awesome show. On my list. The, the fact, yeah. It is so good. And if you can get your hands on a physical copy of it, get it, it'll cost you an arm and a leg. Um, but let's see. Okay, so I oh, already hit you with see. the Bacano. Yeah. Yeah, ahead, the Blood sorry. series is in there. That's Blood the Last Vampire, um, Blood Plus, Blood C. Blue Exorcist is a big one that everybody really likes. Of course, you mentioned a Black Butler earlier, but there's also things like uh, Birdie the Mighty Decode, Banana Fish. Um, let's see here. You mentioned Cells at Work, of course. Charlotte, City Hunter, D. Grayman, Darker Than Black. Um, of course, Demon Slayer, Devilman Crybaby. That's literally... That's literally uh, Masaki Yuasa. The Devil Man Renaissance. Yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, Dog Tato, like I said. Uh, Do Ra Ra Ra, a uh, more modern take on the same concept of Bacano. Um, that was a really, really big one. Erased, you said. Um, fuck Hero Manga Sensei. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. So I clicked on Dog Tato 
Um, and I just kind of want to read off the names of the characters in Dog Tato real quick. So we have Dog Tato, Hedge Tato, Egg Plooch, Croc Onion, Boar Tato, Letifant, Cabopotamus, uh, Cheridant, Peach Mingo, Bean Birds, Cucumbird, Black Bean Birds. <laughs> it's Cucumber. What, what did I say? You said cucumberg <laughs> and caterpillar. Like, like you're just so used to saying cuck that you just said it that way. You got to be ready to defend yourself. All right, just in case. Okay. Hey, what you what you what, what are you doing over there? You you cucumberg. <laughs> they were also a part of Eureka Seven. You already mentioned the fate stuff. Good lord, it, Gaku and Alice. That was a huge deal back in the day. The Garden of Sinners. Literally animated by UFO Table, a series of seven movies set in the Tsukime and uh, technically like all the the fate like universe. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing movies. Um, oh, I want to eat your pancreas. Gintama, Gravitation, Great Teacher Onizuka, Gurren Lagan, Hell Girl, Honey and Clover. Like, oh, oh you got I want to eat your, your pancreas. They did freaking uh, the irregular Magic High School, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, Kaguya-sama, Kamichu, Kanagi, uh, the Monogatari series. How did you miss the Monogatari series? I said Bakamonogatari earlier. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I wasn't paying attention to you. I was sleepy. Um, what the fuck are we talking for? We'll see here. <laughs> I don't know. Lovely Complex was another one. Magi, the Labyrinth of Magic. Um March comes in like a lion. Freaking uh, Mushishi. Natsume's Book of Friends. Are you serious? These are big titles. Nisekoi? Um, Freaking. What? What? I know you know uh, Oriski. Yeah, you do. You posted about this. Oh, God. Oh, that. I I didn't know what I was posting about. Oriski. Plastic Memories. Yeah, I don't know anything did, about uh, this. Let's see here. They did Powerpuff Girls Z. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> they did The Promised Neverland. First season counts. Second season doesn't. Um, Madoka Magica. Reader Die. Record of Grand Crest War. Roroni Kenshin. Saikano, How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend. Sekirei, The Seven Deadly Sins. Shadows House. Shiki. Silver Spoon. Soul Eater. Space Brothers, freaking uh, <laughs> oh, Skate the Infinity, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Terror and Resonance, uh, was this uh, they did uh, Vampire Night, holy moly, We Never Learn, Working, Wotakoi, Love is Hard for Otaku, Yakutate Japan, Yashahime, Princess Half Demon, basically a sequel to Inuyasha, you're and Yuna and the Haunted hot springs these are like these are some pretty big titles that have a lot of following now sumi's book of friends has five no six seasons in a movie hmm and i, and it I is easily a damn one of them bro you're gonna come visit me and i'm gonna show you all of natsume's book of friends i have all of it physically owned in i i have it all in physical media because it's so good it is it is yokai stories but with like just so much heart so much so much love in it i feel like i remember us talking about this one 
I think I got really drunk and very passionate about it. <laughs> Sounds about right. Well, that's a that's a lot, and that I think that really wraps up everything we have to say about Anaplex. Um, like I said, Good we're series. gonna have more for um, more for different studios as we kind of go along. We'll we'll pick different studios and kind of elaborate on them as we go. Um, but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy these kind of little dives we have and you get to take a look at what you're watching and see who makes it. Um, it always makes it a little bit more fun. It's not just, Oh, let's look at an anime. Let's look who's making it. Look who's working it. That's always a, a little bit more of a deep dive. Yeah. I always feel like if you see the Anaplex name on a series, you can bet that it's going to be some pretty good quality. Oh yeah. Always. Like at, once I started looking at it and I was like demon slayer sword art, and the other ones, I can't remember them all. We just looked at 50, but I can't remember a damn one. But I was like, yeah, this is this is a studio of quality. I'm just going to start showing anime in our Discord channel from this point on. Let's do it. Like every like every, every freaking, like either Monday or Tuesday, whatever my day off is when I return to normal uh, operations. Just throw, throw in a series up there and just go to it. Just leave it running all day. But you know what? It's time to put you to bed, Trey. Constantly. It's always bedtime. (laughs) But all right. With that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you guys want to check us out on any of our social feeds, you can look us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sinco Podcast. If you want to support us, you can check us out at patreon.com slash Podcast. Um, check us out, support us at any levels you'd like. You could be a shonen, harem, or an isekai protagonist, and join us in our Discord, um, where we will be hosting our said anime club and watch anime with us, talk with us, and kind of help form us and see where we're going to go from here. Um, we'd love to have you. I'm sure you'd love to have us. That's why you'd be supporting us, right? I mean, what what the hell is, what would you be doing that for? So anyway, if you want to <laughs> check that out, go there. And with that, Stephen. I'll see you next week, man. See you next week. Peace. Toodles.